title tonight, Stepping Through the Gate. I'm going to be reading a scripture that we have, you all know it. First, I want to read uh, Matthew 6.33. Everyone knows this one. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. This is a New Living Translation. Above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. The kingdom of God there in that particular scripture means royalty and sovereignty. And it doesn't mean heaven. It means you on earth. It means the time that you're here. Everybody listen. The time that you're here is what you're doing and what's walking and what's going on. Keep that in mind as we, as we talk about this today, the rest of this. To live, in the kingdom of, to live in the kingdom of God, what is the kingdom of God? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now, in Matthew 7, 13, I want to read this to you. And I, I've been tossing this around. It says, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. This highway to hell or destruction is broad and its gate, gate is wide for the many who choose that way. Now, you all have heard that scripture. Narrow is the gate, wide is. I have always interpreted that because the way I was taught. And it, and it, may, it is true. Jesus is the only way to heaven. But if you look at this, where this is setting in this chapter, the whole chapter is talking about how you live your daily walk. I'll just walk through a few things that's in the chapter. It tells you not to judge. It talks about having a splinter in someone's eye, but you've got a beam in your own. It talks about judging spirits versus being judgmental uh, towards people. It talks about relationship with Christ. Pray for your needs and he'll help you. It, it, talks, about, it talks about our relationship with him. And then it talks about the end, having a good foundation. The teaching that says that is talking about you going to heaven doesn't line up in this teaching. It's true that the gate's narrow and that Jesus is the only way. But if you look at this scripture where it's set and where it's, where it's involved in, it's talking about your walk with the Lord. And it's talking about going through the gate of believing, yes, but then... You've got to walk the way, and you've got to make the right choices. And, and when you look at this scripture, it, it brings you to that place of understanding that even if I'm saved, I'm going to go to heaven. But if I, if I walk a life of judging people, if I walk a life of being that type of a person, if I walk a life of, of seeing something in your eye, seeing something in your life and I've got something bigger in my life and that's what Matthew's talking about he's saying what are you doing how, how are you going to even operate on this earth and it is narrow that let me read let me read this same scripture let me get down here I didn't want to carry this great big thing up but this is this is New King James and the Amplified and in 7.13, listen, it says in the Amplified, now listen. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Then it says, because narrow is the gate, difficulty in ways in which to lead life and, and few who find it. 
Now, I like how it says that up here. Enter the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. If you choose to live like the world and not like Jesus is directing us, you're self-destructing. And we all know that the only way to operate, the only way to walk in the things of God, in the kingdom of God, is to do it his way. And he's telling us just in that one chapter, and it's even the chapters before talk about things. He's talking about, and it's so bad in the Christian church. I just, it, the gossip and the judging. You know why, right up the street here, Salty Dog Tavern, it is packed out every night. There's not even a place to park. You know why? Because everybody in there is accepted the way they are. And the church is sitting empty because everybody's, not everybody, but we've got many people that are judging everybody else in the body because they're not as good as I am. This is what this whole chapter is talking about. And, and we can't live there, folks. What are we doing? We're getting just like the world, and we're, we're taking that wide and that easy way. Because it's easy to talk about people. That's just your natural sin nature talking. But it's hard to, to forgive. It's hard to, to get hurt and not come against somebody. It's hard to hear something about somebody and not want to share that with somebody. It's hard to do those things because that's not the way Jesus did it. And that's not the way we're supposed to do it. And that's what this is talking about here, I think. Entering the gate is a relationship with Christ. Entering the gate is, is, is a place of stepping out in faith. All right? I believe that Jesus died for me, and I believe that he lives in my heart, and now I believe that it's going to work. But the, the way in all of this, it talks about the way, the way in all of this is everything just, Mr. Furman just talked about it. Everything we walk through every day is, get, is getting through it. Faith is just stepping into it. It's easy to gossip. It's easy to judge people. It's easy to, to not even have a foundation in life and not have any principles you stand by. We're seeing it in America right now. I turned, on the, I turned on the news for five minutes last night, and all I seen was the numbers that were almost identical on this side, this side, this side, this side, and I turned it off. They want, they want to kill babies. They want to live liberal. They want, they want the wide way because it's easier. They want the government to pay them for doing nothing. They want all of this, so that's where we're going. But that doesn't mean we have to go there. And that doesn't mean we, we will make it through. Did you hear me? But you've got, you can't be like them and be a walking, talking Christian. I'm, I'm just blown away at some of the stuff I hear that's being said in this church right here about people. Like, what are you doing? We're here to get along. We're here to work together. Nobody believes what the other one believes identical. There's nobody in here like me. And there's nobody like you. But why can't we have our opinion and then let God take care of it? And it's narrow to walk this walk. I love in the, in the, in the translation, it says it literally is constricted. See, when you pick Jesus... Everything in your life is narrowed down to him and how he does it. 
And that's how you're supposed to walk. And that's why it's important to learn the word because you learn what he believes and what he did while he was here on earth. He did what God told him. He did nothing but what God told him. Now, we should do nothing but what the Holy Spirit's telling us, that Jesus is telling him, that God's telling him. It's a narrow walk, but wide's easy. Oh, yeah, do whatever you want. There's no restrictions on anything. There's no rules, no regulations. We don't have to obey. We can just be whatever we want to be. I don't think it says that. That, that walk through is trusting. That walk through is knowing. Matthew is telling us, I'm not talking about you getting saved. That's part of it, and you can take that if you want to in there. But he's saying, don't judge. That's what he said. Don't judge. Don't, don't look at someone that's making a little mistake and get all over them and, and, and you've got, he says, you've got a plank in your own eye. What are you talking about? Come to the place of recognizing. You know, it tells us in Ephesians that, that we have been given all the fullness of Christ and the gifting of Christ and all, the, all, the, all that we need is inside of us. We just have to vent that and go the right way. Think about the, the, the ones that crossed the Jordan. Crossing the Jordan, if you've ever been to Israel, crossing the Jordan is about like going across Mary's River. Not much wider than that. Maybe in the flood times it was wider, but not much wider. That wasn't the difficulty. The difficulty was on the other side at Jericho and fighting the fights and doing all that they had to do. That's the same in our life. It's... It, it's a narrow road to believe, but to walk it with Christ is hard. You say, well, it's easy. It's not easy. We're getting bombarded daily by, by the world, and, and we don't even realize how we talk and what we say, and we don't even realize how we feel. When I was in college, I was convinced that abortion was okay until I looked at the Scripture. Why was I convinced that way? Because that's the environment that I was in all the time. And I become, everybody here becomes who you hang out with. That's just the way it is. But he wants us to be like him. He wants us to recognize that it's a narrow road, very narrow. You know, when you're wronged, you let it go. When you're hurt, you let it go. When you're taken advantage of, you let it go. When you're tempted, you don't follow it. Everybody's tempted. Jesus was tempted his whole life. Matter of fact, it says he was tempted in every way that we get tempted. But he never did sin. Why? Because he chose not to. He, he took that choice he had. When you're lonely, when you're depressed, all, all of the things that come against our flesh, you take it and you go, now wait a minute, I have to take the narrow road. It's kind of like the eagle. The eagle can be flying miles up, but he's so keen with his sight that he can narrow down to that little mouse running across the field and come at many, many miles an hour and take that thing because he's focused. We have to, as Christians, be focused on the narrow path and not on just the taking the side roads everywhere and enjoying the scenery and enjoying what everybody else is doing when we've got a purpose in our life is to follow what Christ has got us to do. Follow that road. Step out in faith. Recognize that the, the, gate, is, the gate is easy. It's narrow, but it's easy. 
But if you're living out here, it's not easy because you can't make that choice to come in. And, and like the word tells us, that when you choose Christ, the rest of this eventually has to transform and fall away. You can't, you can't, you can't walk the walk. You can't do it. You can't be at that place. You have to trust. You have to be at that place where you've got to walk and obey. Peter is a good example of this. I want to read this. Go, if you will, to John 18. Ah, that, I think I want to read the Amplified in this again, too. Okay, now I'm going to sit down and find it. Because this thing's so heavy. Everybody good back there? What chapter did I tell you? 18, okay. <laughs> Who's preaching tonight? John 18. What verse did I tell you to read? I didn't? Hang on. 18, 15, and 17. And Simon, and Simon Peter followed and did another, and, and as did another disciple. Now the disciple was known to the high priest and went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. Now what we've got is Peter, another man, went into the, went into the courtyard. This other man knew the high priest, so he got in. Then it says, but Peter stood at the door outside. Then the other disciple who was now known to the high priest went out and spoke to her who kept the door and brought Peter in. <laughs> then the servant girl who kept the door said to Peter, you are not also one of these men's disciples, are you? And what did Peter say? I am, I am not. It was easy to get through the door. It was narrow, but it was easy to get through the door. It's when he got into the conflicts of life, when he got into the people coming against him as a Christian, when he got into those, those questions of when people's judging and you become a part of it, he, and, and when, you, when you pick up the phone and somebody's gossiping and, and you get involved and, and you talk on the phone too much and you say things you shouldn't say and you don't mean to, that's the stretch that gets us. Stepping through... Stepping through is not difficult. It's narrow, but as a Christian, it's, hard. it's not hard to get there. It's just choosing, and it's narrow, and you walk through, but then everything opens up to that area where I have got to trust the Lord in everything that I say, everything I do, how I act, how I react. Why? Because everybody is watching. I'm hanging out with Donna now. And everybody is watching us in everything we do. It's kind of uneasy at times. And it's harder than the first time I went out with her. Now everybody's hearing about it, so everybody's watching. Well, folks, let me tell you a little secret. Everybody's watching all the time anyway in everything you do. See, at the salty dog, they all just accept each other. They don't care what they do because they haven't come to that place like many Christians where, well, they're not as good as me. They don't raise their kids as good as, as, good as I do. And, and I've never, ever sinned in my life. It don't work, folks. 
Matter of fact, don't ever come to somebody and say you've never done anything wrong in your life. You just did it. <laughs> You're so full of pride, I can't hardly stand it. Peter, think about him. He walked with the Lord for all those years. And then just the time when things, the pressure got on, he denied him. And then denied him. And then the last denial was, was swearing and cussing in, in, the, in the midst of it. That's how easy it is to fall apart on the trusting side. You say, well, well, I'm a Christian. I know you are. You're here. But how are you out there? The way, they call it. Narrow is and difficult is the way. Why? Because the way is the world. And I say it again. Folks, get ready. When you see half of the United States that used to be a Christian nation going for things that are totally against the word, it's pretty crazy. I got Bibles everywhere up here, don't I? Could fear be part of the problem that we've been talking about fear a little bit in faith? I can remember when I was 12 years old and the altar call come up and they wanted me to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I can remember holding on to the pew in front of me so hard I just didn't know whether, what was going on. But once I let go and went to him, things were fantastic. And I needed to be in a rubber room for a little while. I was just so Jesus, Jesus and everything. But it was amazing. This is 12. But as I got into the way of the life and got into the world, it took till I was 32 years old before I finally come back around to where I was supposed to be. What happened? Narrow was the path. Pretty wide was the destruction that was going on around me. Thank God he paid attention and took care of me. But how many get lost in the midst of all of that? How many get killed in the midst? How many, how many go through destruction? How many get off on drugs through that area? Maybe they know the Lord. I've got a relation that knows the Lord, but at the same time, on meth. You say, well, they can't be. Well, yes, they can. They're just people like you and I. They love the Lord, but that doesn't mean they can't get off on the wrong track. But how do, they, how do they get there? By who they run with, by the world that's around them, by that wide path that is so easy. It's so much easier to get involved in than the one we're supposed to walk. It's no different than the church, people coming to church. Wednesday night's unheard of in most churches, and we are slowly filling back up with people that are hungry to God and want to know the truth and follow the truth because the only way you're going to make tomorrow is to know this enough that you can withstand it and stay in that narrow road and forgive. Probably one of the biggest things you can do in your marriage is be a quick forgiver. If you are holding grudges, listen to me, if you are holding grudges of what your wife did or what your, your husband did, you're wrong. And you're in worse shape than they are because you're walking in unforgiveness and you're not walking that narrow path. You're walking with the world like they do. I'm not getting very many amens or many chuckles or anything like that, but it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. I'm, I'm, I said last service, I'm reading a book now. It's for, it says for men only, and it's telling me how women think. 
tilt? Every man here ought to read it. But then again, there's one out that's called for women only, and they talk about how crazy we are. Tilt. But why'd God do that? So we could learn to walk the narrow path and trust him and do according to what he tells us to do and know that honesty and, and, and forgiveness and all, all of the fruit of the Spirit that he, he placed in us, if you walk in those, your whole life will change. At whatever age it is, if you walk in the fruit of the Spirit with everything, love, kindness, all, all of them, if you walk in those that you've got on that narrow path, you'll see your whole life change. You, you'll, you'll recognize that things are going to get better and better and better and better. We, we don't want to be at the place, like it tells us in James, that you're double-minded. Because if you're, if you're living for Jesus in here, and you're going out there and living for the world, or even if you're living for Jesus in here, but you get in your little cliques and you talk about people, that's called double-minded. And the Bible says in James that if you're double-minded, you won't receive anything from him. Double-minded, you don't even know which way you're going in life, and it doesn't work. Proverbs 4.18 says, The path of the just is like a shining sun. If we learn to walk in righteousness, if we learn to walk in that that Jesus gave us, if we learn to, to stay in that narrow, you step in the narrow by faith, but then you have to trust him in everything in your life. He has got to give you complete direction in your life. You can't just step out on your own. You've got, to, you've got to know that he's in what you're doing. You've got to trust him. You've got to speak what he's saying. You've got to live what he tells you to live. And then you're going to recognize that like it says in Matthew, all of Matthew 7, it, it talks about not walking through it. And it talks about having a foundation. And he is the only foundation. He's the only foundation. Neil had a, had a relation that, that wrote him a letter, and, and she was off into witchcraft and all of that stuff. And you can tell in her writing she did, had no clue what she was talking about because she was unstable in all her ways. Well, you take someone that says they're a Christian and they're living in the world, they're the same way. And we're all guilty of this, and I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody. We're all, we all at times have somebody that crosses us wrong, we want to fire right back, and something happens to us, we want to fire right back. And I have found in my life, it, but it doesn't do any good. It's kind of like, it's like what Mr. Furman said, we're going to be okay. Things are going to get crazy. They can get on television, and they can lie about how they've done in, in their political arena, but yet they get voted in anyway. And you say, well, God, are you in this? Yeah, he, he knows what's going on. He already, he, already knew, he already knew how you were going to vote. He already knew your tomorrow. He already knows tomorrow. He already knows the outcome of everything that's coming down the road. He already knows all of that. So our job is to watch, walk the narrow path and recognize that God has got us and going to take care of us. I'm done. You got something to say? Yes, Absolutely. Microphone, yes. Maybe that's why I'm done. Uh, in, uh, turn, turn, get your Bibles out and turn to this verse, these verses in John that Pastor was sharing with. I just want to share something else uh, about it that I, that I saw. It's John chapter, uh, chapter 18. And uh, mm -hmm. 
you know, he was sharing about, I'm, I was thinking about this is, a, this is a period of time when Jesus was getting led to the high priest. You know, they were taking him down, and it says here that, that John and Peter, the other disciple was probably John, uh, was, they, were, they were walking together, and they were walking really close to Jesus because they were following along. And then they got to the house, and, and John went on in. You know, you have to think, you know, things weren't real good for Jesus and for those that were around him. It was, so it was, it was uncertain as to what all was going to go on. So John went in. Peter apparently couldn't get in, you know, couldn't walk in there. So, so John notices. I, I, I get the feeling John notices that. And so he goes, Peter, you've been with me. You've been with Jesus. So he went back, and he, and he talked to whoever's at the door, this little servant girl, and said, it's okay, Peter, come on in. And I'm anticipating John starts walking back to where he was with Jesus at, at some place in that court. And Peter walks in, and then this girl says to him, hey, weren't you with them? And Peter goes, no, I wasn't with them. But it's not that then, it's the next verse. Let's look at the next verse. It says, now the servants and officers who had made a fire of coal stood there, for it was cold, and they warmed themselves. So it must have been a cold evening. They were kind of away now. And Peter stood with them and warmed himself. Just like you were saying, Peter was with Jesus. He was following Jesus. He was coming to church. He was, he was going in there, but he got challenged. And when he got challenged, he just snuck away and blended in with the world. See that? Where he, he walked away and he's over there just kind of warming himself. The coldness of what was going on with Jesus and the high priest, John was there with him. Mm -hmm. But Peter wasn't. Peter shied away because he, he, he fell under the, the, the pressure of the world. And he, he couldn't go over there. And so he blended in. And I think that's what you're, you were sharing. You know, he says, you know, right here we're kind of with Jesus, you know, right here. It's when we walk out there. Yeah. What, what do we do? Do we have a tendency to go where it's cold and maybe uncomfortable and stand, for our, stand our ground on what the Word says and stand there? Or do we sometimes find ourselves getting going where it's kind of warm and comfortable Very good. and not, not really a challenge to us? Very good. I mean, I think we can all find ourselves in those situations and the challenges. So when I looked at that verse, that's just something yeah. that came to me. Very good. Uh, I can remember when I worked at the coal mines, and the Lord is starting to deal with me before I even got here. And if you've never worked in that environment, it's hard to even explain what it's like. And I can remember when I was finally at that place that the Lord had told me, you've got to sell out, you've got to walk the line, how difficult, like you're saying, Doc, how difficult it was when they're all standing around telling their filthy jokes and doing their stuff. And they already heard what you're trying to do. You feel uncomfortable here, and you even feel uncomfortable over here because you haven't totally committed yet. And you say you've went the narrow path, but how hard it is, then you just kind of stand back and like, like Peter did, kind of blended in with everybody else so he would be all right. But he got caught because they kept coming back and kept coming back. And finally, he really uh, hammers down on it. But the whole while, he denied, he denied, he denied. And we all do it daily and don't mean to because we're, we're 
like the world. Father, we thank you. Lord, I thank you that you're giving us, by the power of your Holy Spirit, the strength to walk this kingdom walk that we're in and to, to allow the Holy Spirit to direct and guide us and help us not to walk in fear, not to walk in doubt, but walk in that place of trusting in you and knowing that as we step out in faith, you're going to take care of us every step of the way. We thank you that you're not going to allow us to blend into the crowd. You're going to allow us to be bold and be strong and stand for you. And we do thank you for it, Father, and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Call you blessed. Looks like you've got about 10 or 12 minutes before the kids get in. If you need prayer for anything, uh, I'll be up front.